series called Peace. What a perfect topic for Christmas, right? Because in Luke chapter two, the Christmas story, it says, but the angel said to them, to the shepherds, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you and he is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And then suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. So I just want to say to you, peace to you today. And specifically today, I want to talk to those of you who are not at peace with yourself. For each one of us, I'm going to include me in this, <laughs> but when we look into the mirror and we see ourselves, what do you see? Man, I, I, I see all of the realities of who I am. I, the internal emotions and, and all of the thoughts, my desires and the fears and the insecurities. I, I see those things that I try to make sure no one else does. I also, every time I look at me, I know all the things that I've done that nobody else knows. I see who I want to be. I see the ideal person. And then I also see, see the real me. And I want to tell you, that, that space right there between the ideal person that I feel like I could be and I should be, and the space between that ideal and who I actually am, man, I have a hard time. The larger that is, I have a hard time being at peace with myself. So here's what I want to tell you today. And this is the point I want to make that I believe scripture tells us, that God wants to tell us. What you believe is what you see. What you believe is what you see. See, one of the biggest reasons that myself and, and you, that we're not at peace with ourselves is because of all the life that we've lived. This real self, this actual self that I am right now is nothing but a culmination of things that have been done to me, but also of the choices that I've made, the decisions that I have made. And so sometimes the regret and the shame that you feel for the decisions that, have made, that you've made that got you to this point, man, those, those tie us down. And instead of being at peace with ourselves, there's a beat down going on when you look at yourself. And here's the phrase, and I wanna tell you, 33 years of ministry, I have heard this so many times. I just can't forgive myself. And, and I've heard this from Christians, right? Because if you're a follower of Christ, it's all about forgiveness. And you say, well, I know God forgives me, but I can't forgive myself. Sometimes we can't forgive ourselves because we really hurt somebody in the past, like deeply. And you, you just feel like, I, I can't, I, I don't deserve to be forgiven for that. Sometimes it's, you just did something terrible. I mean, everybody sins, we'll all admit that. But sometimes you feel like, you know, I've done something in the past that's just, that's really bad. It's, it's a horrible. 
and I, and, I, and I can't forgive myself. And then sometimes it's just because you made some really crappy decisions. I just, you made bad decisions in the past that did not reap what you thought they would. And you can't forgive yourself for that. Well, if that's you, and if you're not at peace with yourself today, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for you. Because a savior has been born and he is the Messiah, the Lord. So glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to you on whom his favor rests. And I'm just gonna show you today, and I have the deepest conviction because I'm living this right now myself. You can be at peace with yourself because what you believe is what you see. So here's the first thing that needs to happen, okay? When you're having a hard time being at peace with yourself, isn't it interesting? It's like you're having a relationship with yourself. You actually have to have a conversation with yourself. And God has created us. We are such a complex being, but he has created us in such a way that you can actually talk to yourself. Brain science reveals that the frontal lobe part of your brain allows you to stand outside yourself and you can actually take in the thoughts that are coming, the emotions that are coming, but you can actually speak to them. You can control them instead of them controlling you. It's so interesting. And we see this in the scriptures, especially in the life of David. And these Psalms that he wrote are these Psalms to help us to know how to interact with God. But what you see is that David is always, he's having a conversation with himself. Look at these, Psalm 116, seven, he says, return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. He's talking to himself. Psalm 62, five, yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Psalm 42, five, super popular. Why my soul are you so downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my savior and my God. And then I'm gonna unpack this one. I wanna walk you through a little bit of Psalm 103. Verse one, he, David says this, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, my soul. He's, again, he's, he's going to the deeper part of his being. In fact, that's what he says. Praise the Lord, my soul. <coughs> Excuse me. All my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins. And you guys, hold on. Think about this. Who's he talking to right there? He's talking to his soul. He's trying to be at peace with himself. And he's saying, hey, soul, praise the Lord. Don't forget God's benefits. He forgives all your sins. He heals your diseases. He redeems, oh, what good news, your life from the pit. And if you're not at peace with yourself right now because you feel like you found yourself in the pit, then David's saying, you need to have a conversation with yourself. You can be at peace with yourself, but you need to remember God redeems your life from the pit and he crowns you with love and compassion. 
God who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. That's at peace. Later in verse eight, it says, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. You guys, this is so good. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. See, so you actually deserve punishment. But God, he says, he does, God doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. Now we do. Man, you're looking in the mirror and you are beating yourself up and other people do too. But God doesn't repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us. See, David at the end here, he makes this amazing statement. See, he's not unaware of his sin. In fact, he's having to talk to his soul. He knows his sin, but he also know, knew that his sin, that God had removed his sin far away from him. So here's the key. Here's one of the key things for us today. When you look at yourself, where is your sin? When you look at you, where is your sin? Are you like David? And it is far away from you or is it staring you right in the face? Where do you see your sin? And I'm gonna say it, what you believe is what you see. You know, I was thinking about this, someone convicted of a crime. See, they wake up every morning and they see who they are. Every day they're reminded, I'm a convict. They see their orange suit. They see the prison bars every day. They, are, they, they see their guilt and their punishment. Their separation, really, every morning. They see their separation from life and love that's outside. You know that what, what they're doing is they're, they're paying their debt, is what we say, to society. And they see that. Is that what you see? When you look at yourself, is that what you see? You screwed up and you did, but you're a screw up. You're a loser. Is that what you see? You really did hurt that person. What you did was terrible. And that decision you made, I don't care if you tried to do the best you could, it wreaked havoc on you and your family and your business. See, like, if that's what happens when you look into the mirror. And so then what we do is we get to this point and we try to work through things and we, we get to this place and we finally say, I, I just, just, well, here, just forgive yourself. You just need to be able to forgive yourself. And you go, I can't, I can't. Because you're right. You can't. 
Why, my soul, are you so downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? Why, when you have time to think about yourself and you look at yourself, are you not at peace with yourself? And it's because you're trying to pay your debt. And you can't. You're, you're, you're trying to forgive yourself, but you realize you can't. You can't remove your sin because it's not yours to forgive. So when you look in the mirror, all you see is the sin. And I want to tell you what you believe is what you see. So let me ask you again. Be super honest with yourself. Where is your sin? Because if you still see it, if it's all over you, if you're holding it, carrying it, if it, if it identifies you as guilty, sinner, screw up, loser, and if you're still paying the price for that, <laughs> I want to tell you again, man, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for you. A savior has been born and he is the Messiah, the Lord. And glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace, listen to me, peace to you, peace to you on whom God's favor rests. And that's why I think David said in these Psalms earlier, Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Did you hear that? Not yourself. The hope for rest comes from God. Praise the Lord, my soul. Praise him, your soul. Forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins. For as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us. Now here's what's interesting. It says he's removed the sins from us, but that's actually what the word forgive means. In the Hebrew language, the word for forgive meant to remove something. It meant to take it up or to take it away so that it's gone. And I just want to tell you guys, only God can do that. He can remove your sin. You can't. That is a God divine power that he can do. And he can replace it with his favor, with his peace. So, when you look at yourself, where is your sin? Is it removed from you? Or are you still carrying it? And what you believe is what you will see. So where is your sin? Horatio Spafford wrote this very, very popular hymn. If you're a follower of Jesus, you know this. And even if you're not, you may have heard this before. 
it's, it is well with my soul. Horatio knew where his sin was. Listen to this, this, this verse. I'll, I'll even sing it. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. Where is your sin? See, Horatio Spafford knew that for years he had carried it. He had bore his sin and he was guilty and it was robbing his life. But he knew that his sin was nailed to the cross. How did he know that? Because of 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 24. And it says, Jesus himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you are healed. By his wounds, you are at peace because he removed your sin, forgave it. So peace with yourself. How does it happen? It happens when you look at yourself and you don't see your sin because it's not there. How in the world? Come on. How do I not see my sin? Because once you put your faith in Jesus Christ, once you believe, and this is what I'm saying, what you believe is what you see. As soon as you put your faith in God and you believe in Jesus Christ and you trust him, he says, then I forgive you of your sin, which means God removes it. That's what he does. He removes your sin as far as the East is from the West. But in the New Testament, for us who understand with Jesus, where did my sin go? It went into the body of Jesus Christ. It went into his body. And then God replaced it with his favor, resting on you, peace. This, you guys, if you hear the word gospel, it just means good news. And here's the good news. You can be at peace. That's what Christmas said. The angels were saying, you, the Savior is coming and glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to all men on whom his favor rests. See, but God's favor rests on you once he takes his sin, your sin out of you and puts it into Jesus on the cross. Because on the cross, east to west, with his arms stretched out wide, is when Jesus received the punishment for, he had no sin, so it wasn't for his sin. It was for mine. And it was for yours.
See, you know, you can know where your sin is. It's nailed to the cross in the body of Jesus Christ. The punishment for your sin was paid by Jesus Christ. The debt has been paid so that you can be free. He takes your sin, puts it in himself, and he gives you his righteousness and you are at peace. And that's why I say what you believe is what you see. Because when you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, born of a virgin Mary on this Christmas that we're gonna celebrate, lived a sinless life and then bore your sin. When you believe that, then you know that your sin was put in Christ and God removed it. And when you believe that, then you can see yourself with no sin. That is a miraculous, gracious gift from God. So what do you see? Let me just tell you this. Here's what God sees. Colossians 1.22, it says, once you were alienated from God and you were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. Look at this. This verse blows me away. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. See, when you look at yourself, what do you see? Hey, all of you Christians out there, let me tell you what God sees. If you have received Christ and put your faith in him, then he has removed all of your sin and he looks at you and all he sees is you are holy without blemish and free from accusation. Not because of anything you've done, but because, right here, because of Christ's physical body through death. Because on that cross, God puts your sin into his son so that you could be at peace. So you don't need to forgive yourself. You need to tell yourself the truth. This is what we need to do. All the thoughts that come up. Yeah, but, you don't, but I've done this and I really hurt this person. I screwed this up and, and, and there's no way that God could ever love me again. Those, all those thoughts, all the emotions of shame and fear and guilt, all the memories. See, all of those things, you, you can say, hey, soul, soul, find your rest in God. It's Jesus Christ that we find our rest and where we find our peace. So what you believe is what you see. So let me just say a couple things here. Number one, if you don't believe in God, like generally, or if you do believe there's a God, but you don't actually believe that Jesus Christ was the son of God, if you don't believe that he came to be the savior of the world, and to absorb your sin. See, if you don't believe that, then what do you see? You know what you see? You see your sin still on you. And you act, what you see is what you get in this case. See, because you can't remove your sin. 
As David said in the Old Testament, when he did some horrendous things, he said, against you only, God, have I sinned. And if you're trying to make your life better by forgiving yourself, that's not how it works. But put your faith in Christ. Believe in Christ as the Son of God, as the Savior of the world, who bore your sin on the cross, who removed it from you, put it in himself, paid the debt so that you could be free. And then he rose again to live with you. But if you don't believe that, then you do look at yourself and go, God hasn't removed my sin and it's still mine. Now, if you have put your faith in Christ, then he has forgiven all your sin. What you believe is what you see. But here's what's crazy. Christian, and I, I just want to tell you, for me, this message has been so important because I've been in ministry for 33 years. And I realize going through this, that I still, I, I look back at the last, especially like 10 years of my life, and I realized through this message, I still have things that I've done, decisions I've made, people I've hurt, that I still feel like I'm not free from those. So if you still feel guilty for your sin, for your decisions, here, here's the real issue. You don't really believe that he has removed them from you. Now, here's what's interesting. Intellectually, I do. I absolutely believe that Jesus is my savior. I know I put my faith in him and I know he's actually, I, I don't fear my salvation. I know that he's forgiven me. And yet, sometimes I can be duped into thinking, but that decision, I'm paying the price for. That decision, God, there's no way. I've, I've lost his favor with that one. I remember years ago, when I, years ago, first time I ever heard this, when I felt like the Holy Spirit simply said to me, seriously, David, that was the one sin that wasn't in Jesus' body, that didn't get punished. That one God's still gonna punish. And then all of a sudden I realized, I'm like, that's impossible. But see, but that's what I was believing, that somehow that one I still need to pay for. Well, then it's about my righteousness and not Christ's righteousness given to me as a gift. Man, you guys, this is a battle to believe this. And I, I remember the scripture where Jesus said, streams of living water will flow from within those who believe. And man, when you're not at peace with yourself, you don't have any streams of living water. You just, you've got dams built up and, and you're not just hurting yourself. You, you weren't even in good to anybody else. And that's where I was at. And, and I just, and I read that scripture. And again, I felt like I said, why aren't there streams of living water flowing from within me? It's because he said, it's for those who believe. What you believe is what you see. So what are some steps to belief? Here's the first one. If there's any of you watching this and you have never put your faith in Christ, you are carrying your sins and you feel the guilt and the shame for everything that you've done. I'm telling you right now, Christ died for them all, the sins of the world. And that means every one of yours. 
And point blank in Acts 10, 43, it says, all the prophets testify about Jesus Christ that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. So if you will believe in Christ right now, and that's all he says, it's you don't have to work, you don't have to get better, you don't have to clean yourself up. It's because it's not about what you do, it's about what he did. He wants to forgive you, which means he wants to remove from you your sin and pay for it because he already has. And all you have to do to make that real in your life is believe in him and receive him into your life. Give Jesus Christ your life. And he will, you will receive him and you will receive his forgiveness. And if you would like to do that today, then right now, you, there's a place on our webpage where it says you can raise your hand. Man, hit that button, click that tab and say, I wanna be at peace with God and with myself. I wanna put my faith in Christ and have him forgive me for everything I've done. Receive that today. And then please put your name in our next steps so that we can actually get to contact you and walk you through and help root and establish you in that. And then secondly, for all of you who are Christians, 1 John 1, 9, he just says, Hi, what's a step of faith? You gotta confess. And he says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sin and purify us from all unrighteousness. And you guys, that, doesn't, that means it could be a sin that happened 10 years ago. That means it could be a sin that you've done just last night. But what he's saying is, if you will confess it, he will be faithful to forgive, which means to remove it. And man, if we will confess our sin and put our faith in Jesus and not in our righteousness, then it can be removed and you can look at yourself and go, I believe in Jesus and I see no sin. And then just hold nothing back. You know, sometimes, and I realize this week, what I have to do after this message is I just need to go and I need to get away. And I need to be honest with God. And I need to tell him the decisions I've made in the past, the sin that was in my life, the mistakes I made and the way I've hurt people. There are some things I need to just take some time and I need to give him every one of those so that he can take them from me. I did this years ago and I'm telling you, it can help set you free. If you're a Christian today and you're not at peace with yourself, you don't have to forgive yourself. You need to give whatever it is to Jesus through confession and let him remove it. And then the last thing that just hit me as I was going through this is Sometimes I've realized I actually need to confess it to somebody else. Sometimes I, the conversation with myself doesn't work, I'll be honest with you. But the scriptures tell us in James 5, 16, confess your sins to each other, pray for each other that you can be healed. So maybe one step, if you can't seem to get free, do what scripture says, bring in a trusted brother or sister who will love you and forgive you. Share your sin with them so that you can be healed and at peace. So now we're going to close today. And uh, as Rachel shared, and as we put out on our, on our 
uh, webpage and emails and social media. We're gonna take communion. And I hope after what I've shared with you today, communion might make more sense to you than ever before. That Jesus bore our sin in his body so that we could be forgiven. So that's why Jesus, on the night before he was betrayed, took this bread and he broke it. And then he said, this is my body broken for you. Do this, he says, in remembrance of me. In other words, remember, remember that when I was on the cross, that's what he tells us, remember my death on the cross was carrying your sin in my body. So take this, you guys, take the bread in your homes right now. All of you who are doing communion, take this. And just remember, this is the life of Christ showing you how much he loves you, that he would lay down his life for you, that he would take your sin into his body for you, that he would pay your debt. That's how much you are loved. Let's take and eat in remembrance of God's love for us through Christ on the cross. And then he took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant that I am making with you. I am gonna shed my blood for you for the forgiveness of all your sin. Remember this. You are not made whole. You are not forgiven because you forgive yourself or because you're a good person or because you've gotten better. No, you are forgiven by God alone. Only God can remove your sin. And he did it through the blood of Jesus Christ, shed for you his life again for your life. So he said, you got to remember this, you guys. Yeah, even you, Dave Nelson, 33 years into ministry, you got to remember that everything you've ever done those sins have been removed, washed clean. So let's take and let's drink in remembrance that Jesus Christ has forgiven us of all our sin. So Father, we worship you today for Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, for sending a savior into the world. Good news, causing great joy for all people that there is gonna be peace on those on whom your favor rests. Well, Jesus, we worship you this Christmas season coming into this world to take our sin, to remove it from us and put it into your body so that we could be forgiven. And God, today, we receive that. We receive it again. We remember what you've done for us, Christ, and we worship you and we praise you. And God, I wanna pray right now for every person who's watching this today, who has not been at peace with themselves, who's not been able to forgive themselves. And I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak so clearly to them right now and let them know that you, 
forgive them through Jesus Christ. God, give him the grace and the mercy and the love to receive that forgiveness even right now and set all of us free. And I pray for it in Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys, now just some beautiful worship because this is what you gotta do. I mean, what amazing news. What great news. And when anything is great, God gave us the gift of worship just to be able to go, thank you, God. And that's what we're gonna do as we close our service today. So let's worship with our team right now.